and welcome to Take It Home, a wrestling podcast. I am your host, Zach Hilton, and correspondent Nick is back, baby. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's very true. And he's going to talk louder. That's what I hear. <laughs> he's going to enunciate. No, I did not agree to that part. I just want you to enunciate. Okay. We can do it. It can be done. This is a wrestling podcast where we talk wrestling things. Uh, if you want to follow along with the show, go to Take It Home Pod on Twitter. Uh, use hashtag Take It Home if you want to ask us any stupid questions or anything like that. And, uh, you know, we'll see how we go. Tonight we are going to talk a little Cena. We're going to talk about Lil Roman. But before we get into that, we're going to talk about a big elimination chamber. <laughs> Do it. He tried. I tried. He tried. You said Lil Roman. Lil. I thought of him being like drawn like a little crayon cartoon character. Uh huh. That's what I like. Oh, I'd rather watch that Roman. We should. We should watch that one. So the Elimination Chamber was this past Sunday, and we're going to rate and review this bad mamma jamma. All right. So we start off with the women's uh, championship in the Elimination Chamber, the first ever women's Elimination Chamber. So, what were your feels on it? It's my favorite match from the show. Absolutely, and agreed. And they do that thing they like to do where they give me the best thing on the Mm pay-per-view first, and then I have to sit through three more hours of thinking of if my ceiling fan can support my body weight. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think it can. No, which is why I just watched the rest of the show. You had to. Um, Yeah, I agree. They put it on first, which I remember going in, I wanted the women's one to go on first. And after thinking that, especially with the way we get to the end of this show, I kind of feel it should have been the last one. Yeah, I I wanted it first as well because they went on last at the Rumble. It just is the thing that made more sense to not feel like you're totally beating me over the head with the revolution and how important everything is. Right. Um, I thought it going on first was a good idea. And I also expected it to not be as good as the men's match. Right. And I was wrong. It outperformed. Very much so. I mean, Alexa hitting her Twisted Bliss off the the pod, I didn't see coming. Uh, and it looked good, too. Yeah. And then, like, I loved the chase between Bailey and Sasha to her. Mm-hmm. Then Sasha turning on Bailey and, you know, knocking her down and all that just. I think there were some good stories developing in this match. Mm-hmm. Um, the weaker points, Mandy Rose. Um, I thought Mandy. Mandy's shot. Fantastic. That's what I'm saying. I think was, Mandy's the one that everyone pretends is the worst the, right. one. And that Sonya's the one that shows so much promise. But I feel polar opposite of that like yeah every time Sonya does stuff it's not that she's bad it's just she's the one that seems more green to me like right Sonya seems to be and she's still green too don't get me wrong but she seems to be getting it quicker picking it up quicker right I I I enjoyed Mandy more so than Sonya I was I was actually glad she wasn't as dominant in the matches because sometimes these elimination chambers they keep the guys who shouldn't be in longer oh yeah and the guys you want out quick so i i really enjoyed this one i thought this was a stellar match alexa bliss retained rightfully so going to mania and cut a hell of a promo after it i love the fake out cry women's revolution into no i'm really the best and you all suck i bit into it too did you yeah which i I, they got me because she. They've done that so many times. So many 
the the frustrating part about the women's revolution thing is the entire like we break character it doesn't matter everything let's cry because we're making a moment blah 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 they've Mm -hmm. done that so often that having alexa fake everyone out that way i i was there i was getting mad i was like Mm -hmm. this stupid baby face dumb promo from this right character is wrong so when she did the turn and was mm-hmm. Alexa and still heal. I was so happy. Yeah. So happy. It was, it was a good moment for them for that match. Absolutely. So after that, we move on to the bar defending their tag team championships against Apollo Cruz and Titus worldwide O'Neal. So what'd you think of this one? I liked the bar. Yes. I didn't need this match. No, I don't need to pretend that, Titus and Apollo are on the same level. Right. Nah, I'm good. I I found the story of the match kind of draggy because it was very like, oh, the bar's just going to beat up uh, Apollo the entire match and, you know, Titus will come in for the hot tag. But the bar gets the win. It was short and simple, but it felt too basic, if that's weird to say. No, the entire middle of the show was full of just basic we need to fill and for a show that went past 11 o'clock yeah i didn't need so much filler you could have given me ronda yeah and the two chambers mm-hmm. maybe a match maybe a match i don't even know that i needed one though i mean oscar right. and naya at least had a reason to be on the show right um i don't i guess they didn't want to do three female segments and only one male roster segment i don't it right this and other stuff we'll talk about on the show just yeah real unnecessary well going on from there we'll move to naya and um asuka what did you think of this match overall i liked the match i didn't like the naya beating up asuka after the match yeah it was kind of i mean i i get naya being mad and she would do that mm-hmm. but i feel like especially later on we'll talk about but why kick the crap out of asuka after it asuka like, supposed to be dominant right she's your big going to mania Royal Rumble winner. Rumble winner. So she, you know, her next storyline should be with one of the two champions, not yeah. with someone she just beat. Right. But on the bright side, mm-hmm. there's no way two times in one night they'll have the person going to WrestleMania and the title shot get beat up after the match because it was so Doesn't stupid happen. the first time. Right. You wouldn't do it twice. We're not going to do it twice. Not going to happen. Yeah, I won't have to bring up anything <laughs> later. So um, from there, I believe it is Ronda and um, her contract signing, right? I yes, believe. I think. Oh. That sounds right. Um, um, either Yes, I think it's that and then a match. But uh, it was awkward at first. Real awkward at first. Rhonda's not comfortable. Not comfortable on the mic yet. No. Well, I think she has an issue with them in the back being like, you need to like show yourself to the crowd that you're one of them. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that's a route to go with Rhonda Rousey. I mean, she's a superstar. She's been in movies. She's done UFC. Like... She didn't really even need to talk in this, in my eyes. No, I agree. I think they're so afraid of backlash. I think they're so afraid of her getting booed because she's an outsider. Because that's happened before that they decided to go this, make her humble, make her relatable in that aspect. When the reality of it is she's friggin' Ronda Rousey. Right. Well, for 20% of the crowd, she did get booed at Mm -hmm. one point. 
But there's a certain point in her promo where I felt like if she would have just kicked off with this, it would have been fine. When she talked about Roddy Piper. Yeah. Once she brought up Roddy Piper, everybody was behind her. And, like, to me, she should have just been like, look, I love WWE. I watched this stuff growing up. As you know, I'm a big fan of Roddy Piper. He gave me the Rowdy name. And if you if you give that name to me, you know I'm going to treat it right. And to me, that's all she needed to do. Enter Steph and Trippy. Um, but this whole thing was weird when she was giving her, yeah, I love being here. This is a-okay with me. And I felt like that was a little draggy. And then once you start hearing the Kurt Angle being like, oh, no, they just they just want to screw you over. Mm-hmm. And, and and I did enjoy the, the line of, he's got pneumonia. <laughs> he's on crazy pills. That was cute. That was the turnaround moment for that segment. Right. Like, that's when it started, because then you get, you know. Ronda getting mean-faced. Yeah, because mean-faced Ronda is what I want. Right. I don't need anything else. Nope. I just need Ronda making mean-face mm-hmm. and beating people up. Yeah. That's all I want. That's all we need from this girl. She needs to just be female Brock Lesnar because that's how she needs to be treated as such. Yeah. The fact that we're not in a very obvious pattern of doing Alexa versus Asuka and -hmm. then Charlotte versus Ronda at Mania blows my mind because we absolutely have to make sure that Ronda's in the ring with Stephanie McMahon, the star of WWE. She's the star of WWE, right? She's on the posters, cups and all that. Hater. I believe she is. I hate her so much. Somebody fact check that. Hashtag take it home. Hashtag Stephanie on the posters. <laughs> um, so from there, I don't know any other. Well, the way the segment ends is that um, Stephanie, you know, slaps. No, no. Rhonda puts Triple H to a table first. Yep. Right. Then she gets slapped. Yep. I believe that's the way. That is it. And the replay that I keep getting for the rest of the night is the slap. Yeah. You get one more of her putting trips through the table, but it's it's Stephanie's slap. No, I think the slap's first. No, the slap's second. The slap is the, like... You touch my husband! Yeah, Yeah, that's right. Because she signs the contract and throws it on Triple H. Yep, after getting slapped. Right. Because she's all in at that point. All in. All into WWE. And then all the social media pictures of Rhonda and her red slap face so yep. that we can make sure we know that Stephanie Stephanie's the big balls. throw a slap. She can. She The hardest slap she in She slaps harder WWE. than the men punch. That's right. She does. That's what I hear. Um, you showed me a 15-minute grunt video of... I would really love a 15 minute slap fest from Stephanie McMahon. I mean, you can do 15 minutes of that for sure. You could. Okay, from there, we're going to go on to Matt Hardy versus Bray Wyatt. And I wasn't looking forward to this match, and it really showed through the match because I think it was just okay. Yeah, they already had Bray beat Matt on Raw for free, and then they just had the same exact match, and then Matt wins this time, and I don't know. The Woken Matt character is kind of dead on arrival for me because they've handled it so piss poor. Yeah, yeah, I think I think they just need to give Matt Hardy full creative control, and let's see where it goes from there. Yeah, I need the compound. I need the cast of characters. Uh. I need need everything that made it work in the first place because without it it 
does not work. It doesn't work. It's not the same thing. Yeah. I mean, I don't need it to be as over the top, break the fourth wall or whatever as it was in TNA. I, I don't necessarily want it to be, but you can yeah. still have that feeling and, and the way that it worked before could happen again. Absolutely. And then uh, from there, the main event of the evening, the men's elimination chamber. And for me, it wasn't bad until the end when it was blatantly who was going to win. I, I'm i not always the guy that knows exactly what they're doing with their booking, but the second the match started, yeah, I said, Braun's going to eliminate everyone. Right. And then Roman will eliminate Braun. And, and, and not remotely claiming to be the only one that figured that shit out right. for a second. You know, right. it's very obvious to me that's what was going down and that's what happened. Well, what really upset me going into it was Roman's snarred, spoiler alert, I win comment he made in his promo. Yeah. I think that is just too fucking smug for their thing. own good. Yeah, heels can do that. Yeah, that's fine. And, and then they Roman's don't win. If not a heel, which apparently he's not a heel, then he should not be doing that kind of stuff. Not at all. And it just, I don't know. I enjoyed watching majority of the match until, yeah, it dawned on me. Okay, Braun eliminates everybody, and then Roman's going to get this magical win. Yep. And I don't know. It's a match that didn't need to happen because we knew Roman was going to be the guy. So just tell me Roman's the guy. Book right. the Mania match and start working towards it. I right. I, do, I, don't, I don't know if they actually even care about anybody's feelings. And really that is to a point for the week of wrestling that we're going to get into. So that was the Elimination Chamber. Roman Reigns wins the day. He's going to WrestleMania to face Brock Lesnar, and that's that. So usually the way we do this, we rank it out of 10. So what would you give it out of 10, Nick? Ah, it's a one-match show for me, man. It's really? just that women's match that I cared about. Um, okay. Nothing was actively bad bad it was just not interesting i'll go four out of ten okay um i'm gonna go a little higher i'm gonna give it six i think you know even though i i was really sure about the outcome of that man's main event i still had a little hope and i did fall in line of enjoying it until it was down to braun and uh roman so yeah, that was the show. It's a six. It's watchable. It's just not likable in my eyes. Yeah, if you've watched it once, it's not like you're ever going to go back and watch it again. At most, you would watch the women's elimination chamber, and that's it. Yeah. Um, all right, so now we're going to go to the next segment, the week of wrestling. And um, it, they all kind of flow in together, the topics that I want to talk about. We'll start off with Raw, the highlight in my eyes, is Roman Reigns' promo against Brock Lesnar. Um, they scripted it as a shoot. Like, they were like, hey, Brock didn't want to come here. You see, he's all about the money. He's not about that WWE life. I'm Roman Reigns. I'm Mr. WWE. And this is why you should love me. And I'm going to be honest, I didn't fall for that shit because I was kind of offended that a they told Brock to stay away. Mm -hmm. Even Paul Heyman tweeted about it after the fact. Mm -hmm. um, and I don't like the direction of automatic, almost like how Brock was leaving the first time. I feel like that's what they're trying to get out of this. Um, and I don't think it's a good way to get Roman over as your babyface still. Mm -hmm. 
man, this episode's all kind of jacked up. It's all gravy, it's all gravy. We got the main points done. Um, Nick had to step aside. I'm going to wrap up the show. So, like I was saying, Roman Reigns is going with this shoot-style promo against Brock Lesnar. And I don't like that. I don't like that we're treating Brock like he's going to, uh, you know, leave the company and go to UFC and everybody hates him. So, it's not a good idea to uh, do that in my eyes. From there, we had to SmackDown and John Cena on Raw said he was jumping over to SmackDown to continue his quest for WrestleMania, uh, you know, match and all that stuff. So, my thing is, I get putting him on SmackDown and, you know, adding another main eventer to this lackluster fast lane pay-per-view. Um, and I like it. And you know what? As long as it still leads to The Undertaker versus John Cena and maybe they're going to have a match uh, at Mania but promoted through SmackDown, I'm okay with this. I think Raw has a lot going on and SmackDown needs that highlighted match, which I don't feel like they're getting right now. So with this, besides Shinsuke and AJ Styles, which I hope is still the plan. So we'll see. Um, so, John's on SmackDown, he fought his way by beating AJ Styles in a match to be added into the six-pack challenge now at Fastlane, and I think it's a good idea, uh, I think it would be better if, you know, John Cena challenged Shinsuke Nakamura for his number one contendership, but I can kind of see not wanting to, you know, discount Nakamura at this moment. But we'll see where it goes. Maybe it is John Cena that will face Nakamura. Who knows? Also on SmackDown, the Usos killed a hell of a promo um, talking about how they went on WrestleMania for the past nine years. And this is their time. And then New Day, you know, specifically Biggie, fighting back, being like, babies, we, we clawed for this. We earned our spot. So I'm looking forward to their match at Vaseline. I'm not sure which team comes out on top, but I definitely think the Usos have earned their spot for WrestleMania, so we'll see where it goes. And then, uh, to end it, 205, the best wrestling show on WWE product right now, uh, had the first of the quarterfinals for the uh, Cruiserweight title, where the finals will be held at WrestleMania. Uh, we got to see TJP face off with Cedric Alexander. Oh no, a good match. Uh, not the cleanest match I've ever seen, but uh, they definitely had a good uh, good one. And then uh, in the main event, it was Roderick Strong facing off with Kalisto in a hell of a main event. I mean, this was a great match with one of the best uh, finishes I've seen in a little bit. So, Roddy's moving on. He's uh, he's going to the semis, and honestly, I'm glad. It's the right guy, right call. I hope he makes it to the finals. Uh, I hope Buddy Murphy or anybody really moves on to the finals. But, yeah, that definitely was the best WWE TV this week, and it's continuing its streak. Thank you for listening. Thank you, Nick, for uh, corresponding. Sorry you couldn't finish the show. Life got in the way. That's podcasting, baby. Uh, 
make sure you follow us on Twitter at Take It Home Pod. Uh, we have a Gmail, Take It Home 757 at gmail.com. Listen to all the previous episodes. Go to podcastingcouch.podbean.com to listen to them and search for us on iTunes, The Podcasting Couch. Good luck finding us. And uh, we will check you next week. <laughs>